I'll be I'll be performing the songs my fans want to hear. This is it. I mean, this is really it. This is the final. This is the final curtain call. Okay, and um, I'll see you in July. Y'all, we're just going to have fun today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Black Jackson Estate. Episode 20 is June 25 live. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us on today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Now's the time where I do my mic check and see what everybody's got going on. User one, are you there? Use a one here. So glad to be here. So glad to have all you guys here. And I still see people coming in to the Zoom. So that's what's up, man. So glad y'all y'all decided to take some time out of your day, out of your Friday evening to hang out. That's so cool, man, because um, you could have done anything. You could have just been like, I'm just going, and you probably are. I'm just going to watch these videos all night long. I'm going to do that a little bit later myself. Uh, watch those videos, those MJ videos. Try to see what dance moves you can pull out if you can get those knees to hit the floor. I'm not going to try that one. But if y'all going to try that one, please take a video because I probably laugh. But if you hit it, hit it, I'll give you your props. But I, either way, I give you props for trying it out. So anyway, user one's in the house. So glad y'all are here. Word, user one, what you got to drink? I got a little uh, ginger, ginger ale, as my grandma would say, rest herself. Drink a little ginger ale. And, and then I've got a little, uh, 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 it's called, I'm going to show it to y'all tonight because a friend of mine picked this out. It is called um, Mc, Henry McKenna. Okay, it's a bourbon. Sounds racist. Um, it's a bourbon. It's probably from Kentucky. I'm going to let you fill in the gaps on that one. So, you know, maybe so. However, it's smooth. And um, if I keep drinking this, y'all, ain't no telling what I'll say, but it'll get edited out at the end, so there won't be no evidence of it. Thanks for checking <laughs> in, user one. User 1.5, are you there? Hello, hello. I'm back on my... Was that good? No. I need Q in the room so he can tell us if that was a good Australian accent. Anyway, hi, guys. Thank you so much for coming today. It's been a good day. I got a tattoo earlier today. Been jamming out to Michael. So it's been it's been a good day. And I don't have no stallion knees, so I'm not going to drop it low. But, um, yeah, we're going to be jamming out all night. For the hands, hands on my knees. Right. Hands on my knees. Uh, use a 1.5. Hold what on, you got to drink? Hold on. Is she a little low to you, too? Use a 1.5, you could stand to get a little closer to the mic. Am I close enough? Hey, no, this is man. like this is us doing the real thing. This is literally what we do. Amen. There you go. Now and now we can hear you good. Real oh, good. God. Yeah. I want to put a microphone on my mouth. And put it on my mouth. It won't well, be the first thing you know, on your mouth. You <laughs> okay, anyway. You know how Nippy Nippy used to put the mic right on them I, lips. And uh, well, she also anyway. had a sweat rag uh, to go across the mic. You know how you do in church? You put the rag on it so that it, your mouth don't touch the mic because it's nasty. As one does. Anyway, yeah. But the uh, preacher you, been spitting in it, yeah. What you got to drink, user 1.5? Uh, I am sipping on a little bit of Woodford bourbon and good old H2O. Uh, got to balance it out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, and I am your joyful user 2. 
I am sipping on a little bit of Ying Ling for the King. And we got some H2O to back it up as well. And we're so happy that y'all are joining us. Again, we're doing our first live episode. So everybody in the in the in the room, thank you for joining us. We'll be excited to share this with folks on the other side. And so if you didn't get to join us, we hope that this episode is exciting and you get to join us for the next one. Typically on June 25th, we go to LA and we go check on Michael, make sure everything is good outside. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, enjoy some drinks on Sunset Boulevard, some tacos. Had a really great ceviche one time with Randall. Um, Yeah, so hopefully we'll be back to uh, doing things outside soon. So, cool. With that being said, let's kick it off and give a big shout out to this episode's sponsors. Oh, my goodness, y'all. We got two sponsors this episode, Alicia Chambers and Michaela Harrison. Uh, We are so excited to bestow the title of user seven upon Alicia Chambers and user eight upon Michaela Harrison. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Both of y'all have sponsored today's live episode. And we're also lucky enough to have some of our other legendary sponsors in the room. Miss Pamela Price, are you there? Hello. Zach. <laughs> Welcome to the room, and we want the podcast to hear from you. Thank you so much for being one of our legendary users. What made you give? Uh, I ran into you all, like, kind of organically, and I was like, well, here's some people I want to hear over and over and over again. They think a lot about me, like me, and they don't like Randy that much. I was in. <laughs> If that's all it takes, we're on one accord. So we're so happy that you were able to be one of our legendary sponsors and join us here today. For those of you listening, you too can be a legendary sponsor for the low, low price of $30. You can cover the full cost of what it takes to bring the Black Jackson Estate episodes to life. So please. Please donate, support our podcast, and you'll get a shout out on the next episode and every episode hereafter. Hit us up at paypal.me forward slash blackjack estate. You can also hit us up on Cash App. BLK Jack Estate is the tag over there. And please make sure you're following us on social media. User one runs the tweets. Our Twitter account is at BLK Jack Estate on Twitter. User 1.5 runs our Instagram, BLK Jack Estate on Instagram. You can also find her at her personal Twitter, Rena Latoya. And you can also find me, user two, at Ashley K Blue. That's Ashley with an I no cap. Feel free to email us at theblackjacksonestate at gmail.com. We love to hear your feedback. And user one, I believe we got a little bit of feedback from one of our uh, fans or one of our supporters, one of our listeners uh, sent us some information about listening to the last episodes. And uh, can you share some some of that feedback with the folks today? Absolutely. So, um, again, thank you, everybody. We appreciate you listening to the podcast, giving to the podcast, um, you supporting us helps keep us going. Um, it's an out of pocket, uh, thing. And it really is done in love because we are 
real fans. Like we, we've been fans for a long time. And so we uh, essentially, just to recap, we exist because we felt there was a void. There was a space to be filled uh, from fans, uh, from black fans. Um, and from the perspective that this is a black legendary figure, he is not just simply um, a worldwide entertainer. The fact that he is an African-American and holds that title is so heavy. And we just felt like that space needed to be talked about. And so that's how we came to existence in light of some things that were happening in 2019 and then the fact that we felt that that voice was not being heard and so I think we're really pretty proud we're, we're old enough to not be to feel any way but proud at the proliferation of accounts and etc that have come from other black fans because we decided to step into this space um and so that's why we exist so we appreciate everybody checking us out checking out our perspective we know you don't always agree and that's cool i think that's what makes it so dope and so interesting that's what keeps the conversation going we don't always have to agree but we can hear each other and sometimes you can change your opinion right after you hear somebody else's or learn something new at the least so i want to read some comments We got, like I say, every episode, if you send us a a DM, if you send us an email, if you tweet us, I am, I am probably reading it. If you send us something on Instagram, user 1.5 is probably reading it. If you send us something in our emails, I'm probably reading it. And I share it with the group and they can tell you I do. And so at different points in the day, we'll just be talking about different things people are saying about what we're doing. Um, And so I want to give a real shout out to um, a Rebecca Krangs. I may have missed, messed up that last name out of, from the United States, from uh, Minnesota. And I just want to say what she said. She said, I just want to let you know, I love your podcast. I'm one of two blind Michael Jackson fans. I know. So your description of his style on episode 18 were really appreciated. I also love that your podcast is all women MJ fans, though I am Caucasian. I'm white. I feel I can relate to you as women fans. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for dropping us that note. It meant a whole lot. Um, And we are now mindful of the fact that fans come with all sorts of life experiences. And so we we actually are going to try our best to be descriptive and continue to do that so you can get the most out of what we're saying on our podcast. So thank you so much for leaving us that email. Um, Definitely appreciate it being able to talk to you and meet you a little bit after that our conversation afterwards so thank you thank you thank you um and again if you leave us a message if you leave us an email it doesn't matter i'm gonna respond so i just want to read one other from um someone from i don't know where um uh, and i i'm I'm gonna mess up your name and so just forgive me uh batania facetia that's, I feel like one of the, you know, when the teachers try to do the first day of class with the students and trying to get all the names. Yeah. What's the initial? That's me right now. All right. What's B- the last M- name? And what's the first? Can you can you get the first name and the last initial, or can you? I feel confident I got the first name right. Batania. Yeah. F I S S E H A. All right. We love you. So she says. So we love you, beloved. So I've really been enjoying the podcast. Um, you guys slightly touched on Michael and his tumultuous view of women. I think it would be really interesting to discuss the Jezebel and or Madonna <laughs> whore things that seem to, pop, <laughs> seem to pop up a lot in his songs, um, et cetera, Dirty Diana, Streetwalker, Chicago, um, and how that might have influenced his exposure as far as strip clubs at an early age. Again, I really like the way you guys analyze the Jacksons as a whole, and I look forward to the next one appreciate you like we love that sort of commentary it helps us shape how we're going to move forward and things we're going to do and what kind of was ironic about that was that we'd already kind of talked about a lot of that um and trying to explore some topics that sometimes can be um 
controversial. That's cool. We don't care. Um, either you like it, you don't. You want to cuss us out. You want to tell us we did it wrong. That's cool, too. Um, so thank you so much for that feedback. And we're certainly incorporating those ideas in future episodes. So once again, thank you, everybody, for jumping in, giving us some feedback, talking to us. We want to talk to you. So thank you so much. Keep it coming. We love to see it. Thank you all for sharing. And again, you can always email us at theblackjacksonestate at gmail.com. All right, y'all. Do you know what that sound is? Oh, that's the news music rolling in hot. If you're in here live, look, just pretend. Like, you can't hear it right now, but you'll hear it in post-production. You have to feel it. You gotta feel it. You gotta feel that. Um, For everybody who's joined us, welcome to the room. Feel free to drop your location in the chat. We love to see you. And we're rolling into our news block. Welcome to the Black Jackson Estate News Minute. First up, Marlon Jackson hospitalized in Atlanta and is now discharged and doing well. User one, what do you have on Marlon's story? I don't have a whole lot. I let me tell you what I have. Thanks be to God on Marlon's story because it sounds like he he had a medical situation. The details of which I'm not entirely sure. I know that fans were talking about how his wife was posting some stuff online about what actually the details of it were. But regardless of the details, we are so grateful that he is doing well. We saw him out there with that bald head. He looked like he was ready for action. He ready for all things. Anything is possible when a man shaves all the hair off his head because that's a new era in his life. Marlon huh? shaved his head for real. All of it, honey. It's all gone. Somebody got to drop the link in the chat right now. It's, it's y'all, gone. Have y'all it's seen gone. this? Yeah. I, I, matter of fact, Miss Pamela Price is the reason I seen it. But let me tell you, he there's no and there's something so distinguished about and so bold and so about a man who goes bald. It's beautiful. He's got a good shaped head for it. Necessary. Y'all drop it in the chat. Well, Marlon's hairline was keeping up pretty good. So I don't know if it was necessary or not. About his hair every episode, we got to talk about his hair. So. Let's Nobody said nothing about Jermaine. I'm saying his hairline is nice and well, and he keeps it sharp. Who's? Who's? Y'all don't. Jermaine. Okay. Da, 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 and let's get serious. Just started. Shoot, <laughs> <laughs> let's get serious. Uh, oh, oh, some, so Miss Pam Parsons said he was at a good weight. Too. Yeah, he looks healthy. So I'm just so glad that whatever was going on, it did not get him down, down, and he was able to bounce back pretty quickly. Um, so, but still, all prayers to, to Marlon for moving forward, happy and healthy, healthiness in his lifestyle, whatever it is that he needs. Um, we pray that he's getting it and he continues to stay strong. And Mar- how old is Marlon now? Anybody know? Hold on. Hold on. I'm 60. Calculate, honey. No, who got it? Who got it? Who got it? Somebody else's age. 19, uh, 2021 minus 19, 56. Oh, shit. 64. 64. That's so. That's, that's, I mean, I just want to say that's still really young. And so we, um, yeah, he's a babe. So we, we definitely are praying his continued good health and whatever he's kind of going through. We pray that it continues to improve and, um, that he doesn't have any more emergencies because you scared us, Marla. I just want to give a shout out to his wife for her update photo being a picture of her and him together. I love it. I loved it. I Black didn't even love. know what had happened. I was like, is why she is she in the picture? But we know he's fine. When, when your Black wife love. is posting pictures of herself again, you are all right. That's how I knew he was fine. Y'all, he looks great with this shaved head. It's in the chat. It's in the chat. Thank you, Miss Pam. She just dropped it in the chat. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. Marlon looks great with a bald head. Oh my God. He just unlocked the portal. Him and Randy have now unlocked 
the <laughs> they have now unlocked like the back end of what the Jackson's supposed to look like. Like it's, it's that's lit. Yeah, I think well, he might. This is he what I want. Sur- this is maturity. He might have surpassed Jackie, and I, I used to always think Jackie was the finest, mature version of them all. But he might have just slid past Jackie real quick. I'm not gonna lie. This is attractive, Marlon. I ain't trying to Miss Carol. He, in, he is into the zaddy zone. Miss Carol, zone. listen, I know you was taking care of that man, waiting on him hand and foot. I ain't got no problems with you. But your man's is kind of fine right now. That's good. That's good for him. And the soul patch still intact. That is what you want to see. Oh, I know Jermaine hating right now. Miss Pamela said, let's join together in this hymn. Just give Jermaine some energy. Listen, I need Jermaine let to us join together in it. I hymn. need him to let go of the product. We're just going to call it the product, whatever that Jermaine is. It looks wonderful. The Beijing. Okay. It, it looks All right, great. I'm going to step aside. It's a sharp line on that Beijing, too. Kyla said wonderful. that he looks like he smells good. And I agree. Like, look how crisp that suit is. He doesn't have on his tie. I really like that. Um, He's got his collar buttoned up to the last button, which is showing that he's very business appropriate. He has mm-hmm. cinched it with the button at the waist because he is going to get things done. His pants fit appropriately, very much giving me Michael. His thighs aren't touching right now, which, again, healthy weight. He looks good and he's drinking Dasani. You know, no high fructose corn syrup. Real healthy. No sparkling water, just straight up salty Dasani. That's what we need. <laughs> I was going to say the sun is so in it. No, aqua, <laughs> no Aquafina. No Aquafina. Oh, the Steve Harvey here. He definitely got the Steve Harvey. Look. He just... Yeah. Wait, wait. We got to make sure that the people who are listening to the podcast know Kyla just typed in the chat. Marlon looks how Steve Harvey thinks he does. I'm a fan. Oh. <laughs> but, listen, a but listen, but wait a minute, Kyla. I, I want to give Steve Harvey his props because I follow him on Insta and he be coming out to Michael and the Jacksons. He be having the dude holding the boombox while he walk out to do that Family Feud episode. And it be Michael, my life. It be all this stuff. Like, he be killing it. So shout out to Steve Harvey because he loved the Jacksons. So, uh, but yeah, Steve Steve is the mustache man. That that bald head is, is just oh. his signature now. But I think he got the mustache thing on lock. Marlon has taken the lead. Air horns in boom, the boom, Zad- boom. in the Jackson Zaddy Olympics. It is what it is. Zaddy Jackie. zone. Get on your Number game. One. Get on your game, Jackie Jackson. Mm-hmm. Marlon has inched ahead. That's and Jermaine. I don't know. Let's get serious. If if I don't know about that Jackie. No, oh, Jermaine, sure, whatever. I don't know about that Jackie because when Jackie at that show told us I live in Vegas, baby, I was. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we told y'all about how we stalked them at behind the show. And I was like, Jackie, we coming to Encino. He was like, Encino, I live in Vegas, baby. Well, then we coming to motherfucking Vegas. Now, how about that? Hold on a second. B, P, G. No, we're G. What are we, M, A? We're M, A. Never mind. Say what you want. (laughs) We trying to stop cussing so Tito will come on the show. So... (laughs) Tito's never coming on the show. We're going to move on to the next news item. Billy Jean hitting 1 billion streams on YouTube. That's right, billion with a B, thanks to a massive push massive. from from Michael Jackson's fans. Massive. User 1, what do you have on YouTube? Let me tell you. A billion so, streams. So apparently that's the third video, music video from the 1980s to make it. And he's the first black artist from the 1980s to make it. He really should have been the first to do it anyway. But, you know, we work 
two times harder to get half as much. What's the stand? Whatever. Anyway, it's let's like just give hard to get half as much. Yeah, like, but let's just give my man his props. That video is so iconic. You know how I know? Because people keep dressing up like the video. Keep, 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 people keep having the ground light up like the video. People keep referencing it, trying to copy the beats, trying to sample the songs. It is just Michael was in his back. Michael Michael believed in Thriller when nobody believed in Thriller. Everybody knows the story. No, everybody else was like, "Ah, it'll do okay." Michael was like, "Listen, I believe in what I just created. Okay, it's gonna go far." Nobody believed in it. Quincy didn't believe in it. The studio didn't believe in it. That's why he had to finance half the crap himself because they didn't even believe in the dude. Michael came through. Billie Jean is definitely rocking. It is still a top. If you're going to talk about Michael Jackson songs, I think for at least when I was really as a teenager, I think Billie Jean was a song I listened to at least once a day for probably a couple of years. Like one time a day, at least I would spin that record. It's just so good. And so for that video to hit the billion YouTube views club is so dope. It certainly did not come out anytime near YouTube starting up. And I think Michael would be very happy to know that he has impacted the world so much that people are still streaming his stuff. And shout out to the MJ fam who decided to put this 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 whole project on their back and say, hey, you know what, y'all? Spend, go to YouTube and spend the video, right? Because we know that the estate don't support like that. So shout Air out horn. to the... Shout out to the MJ fam, everyone who went and listened to it from the time it debuted on YouTube, which I think was the year he passed, so 2009, till now. If you went and you listened and watched Billie Jean on YouTube, shout out to you because you made it happen. And I hope when his mom, Kylie, his mama, and his brothers and his sisters and his children, I hope when they see that, they feel that love from the fans, from the world. You're talking about places you couldn't even imagine. Um watching Michael's videos and appreciating it. So shout out to that. That's just so dope. And apparently there are less than like 500 videos on YouTube that have that um, distinction of being over a billion uh, views. So Michael, man, you can't be stopped. Congratulations, buddy. You did it. And it's fitting that the guy who was most committed to making short films good uh, finally got that billion stream plaque as he deserved. And uh, knowing that he did not have the advantage of putting his platform immediately on YouTube where people could go and click it at their own leisure, you had to wait for it to show up on MTV and years later, BET. But if you wasn't sitting in front of the TV when they played it, you missed it and you better have recorded it. And that means what? On uh, the Betamax... I think it was at the time it wasn't even VCRs when short film Michael short films first started dropping, particularly when Billy Jean. That's what I heard. I heard it was the beta man. I don't even know. That's what I my t- mama and daddy had told me. Well, you know, by the time we came along, we was popping that VHS in and hitting record and play at the same oh, time. Oh man, we got we got VHS. We got VHS tapes for days, y'all. The kids, days. the young MJ fans, y'all know nothing about that. You it was might art know form. about burnt CDs. You it might. was a it was an art form because you had to be precise and you tried to like mm-hmm. <laughs> you tried to pause oh, it on the commercials because you didn't want <laughs> you yep. didn't want to record the commercials because it mm-hmm. ate up your tape. Your tape was only maybe 120 minutes or something like that, so you didn't want to eat up your tape. So you would pause well, it. It was real you art. Also yeah. wanted the cinematic. It's Pamela Price said it was beta. You, know, you wanted to cut out the commercials because you wanted to look professional you know because god's work is professional so you guys work is professional, professional. yeah Amen. And, and you're so gonna you have to watch won't. it again 
Oh yeah, you got to go back and review. Who I was telling who do all them commercials. Nobody. I was telling user two when I was when we were teenagers. And that's when we met when we were teenagers <laughs> in a ratchet Michael form. And but. I used to record every time Michael would come on TV, he would come on entertainment tonight, like the insider edition and stuff like that. And my mom would go, Michael's on the TV. And I would run to the VHS to record it. And I went to my mom's house and I found two VHS tapes that I had. And it said Michael Jackson videos and more. I don't know what's on it. Y'all I'm just trying to figure it out. But I know that <laughs> during that time, frame, what you gonna watch it on? What you gonna that's what I'm it? saying. I don't have no video. Oh, I got, I got to still got- watch it on. I still have the VCR. I used to record the Michael Shannon. Okay, well, we're going to need the... You moving soon. We're going to need to hook that up. Right. So I remember one of the ones she telling me to run and come see was when he had Blanket over the balcony. And my, <laughs> my mama said... <laughs> BG. My mama said, what are you doing? <laughs> That's what BG said. What the fuck is he doing? Dude, I don't know. Daddy! But but y'all gotta understand in the early two thousands he was on the TV every other day and normally it wasn't necessarily was good it wasn't great it wasn't but great. it was like but also during this time we had the thirtieth anniversary we had we had stuff that was really positive happening at the same time and so he was on TV or Jermaine was on TV or you know it was it was a lot so anyway that's 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 a short short form of that yeah and it was really tough to watch his music videos if you didn't buy um his reissues of them so i think uh where the videos the videos came out with the history dvd set with the, yeah it was a two it was a two, that was, was two, two discs disc that was, was oh you had to buy each disc separately i think you got part one was part two on the other side i can't even remember now yeah i think part two was on the other side. all i remember is it was two discs for both the album and the video and then did the ultimate collection the one that was like the white box set did that one come with a uh with videos with it too something else came with the videos but michael it was really tough to get the videos like you usually had to rip them off for like napster limewire or something they might have been uploaded on michaeljackson.com was michaeljackson.com ah uh, you had a I flash player, that, and that was about it. On that history set, there was that the 1995 VMAs, and that is what made my whole world go round because I thought that was one of the best performances live that I had ever seen. And it was like he had Slash up there; he lip synced the whole damn thing. It was great. You are not alone at the end. I thought it was great. You couldn't see that nowhere, except for unless you was watching the show or you bought the DVD. So I just thought it was great. We say all that to say, you don't know how good you've got it with the YouTube, but congratulations to Michael Jackson. You deserve that billion stream plaque on the YouTubies. And uh, I pray to God the estate is collecting as they should. All right. Moving on to our next. And it looks like Michael Jackson is back on the money making run, at least according to what we're seeing in Vegas. User one, what you got on Michael One in Vegas? It's back. And there we go. Uh, August. You, you, August. You, if you're going, it starts in August. Yeah, we went to the show. Excellent show. Now, if you're not a fan, spoiler alert, of the hologram, it will make an appearance at the end. But even if you don't like the hologram, the rest of the show is certainly worth you going to see. Um, it is a lot of fun. It was it was packed out when we went, and we went in, I guess, 2000 and... 
18, maybe 19, 18. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a show we've seen. Anybody on the line has seen the show, drop us a note and just say, I've seen it too. Um, yep. Yep. Destiny's seen it. Uh, so yeah, if you've seen the show, it's awesome. It's worth seeing more than once. You can, they got a, they also have a pop-up shop, obviously. So you can get a lot of merch there, t-shirts, everything in between. So if you're going to be in Vegas or you just want to get out and you know, the quarantine, you've been, you've been, like I said, vaccinated and you want to try and hit the streets that's a definitely a great show to go to and check out. I think this is a really good opportunity to hear from the audience. We've got some folks in the chat saying they've been to the show. Destiny, if you can unmute real quick, how did you feel about the uh, the hologram in the MJ1 show? Um, I love the show. That part at the end, I mean, I was already crying throughout the whole thing, but at the end, that really made me cry. I think I really think they did a great job with that show. That's what's up. Thank you for sharing. And user 1.5, what was your favorite part of the show? Um, so can you hear me? You're loud and clear. Okay. My my computer went out and restarted. Oh, the 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 demon of Tom Sneddon has tried to stop you, but look at how you've overcome. God said no. Um so my favorite part of the show was it was really similar, I will say, to the Michael Jackson Immortal World, World Tour that we went to see. Um, a lot of the performances were really similar. I like the interaction with the audience that the the cast had. Um, and honestly, the hologram at the end was my favorite part because it felt like it felt authentic. It didn't feel like uh, like it. it didn't feel fake. It didn't feel like. People, like they were trying to pull on your heartstrings. It really felt like a tribute to Michael, and it felt like something that he would have he would have wanted. So I I really did like the hologram at the end the best. Well, I think that is more than enough of a positive review. Uh, Destiny is in the chat saying she spent three hundred in the gift shop, so apparently it's good from top to bottom. So friends, feel free to go and visit MJ One if you're vaccinated and sedated. Then you can pull on up, and I say sedated for us because that is a very long fr- a very long flight from North Carolina to Vegas, but. Or Atlanta or DC. Yeah, y'all, we riding mm-hmm. if we going to. And I don't know how y'all feel. I just, I got to ride in first class after a certain amount of time. I cannot sit in the back. I get it. I get it. It gets a little crampy when you're doing that cross-continental. Mm-hmm. That is official cross-continental. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm not making Please don't jump on a spirit flight for that. Please. That Please. Oh, my goodness. You went from D.C. to Vegas. On, on spirit? Destiny made this. God bless. <laughs> may God's grace continue to shine upon you or whomever. Uh, I'm going to send you a video that I saw on TikTok of (laughs) a spirit flight. It was like, the bathrooms are not available. We got Walmart bags under your seat. I think I saw that. I think that spirit. Uh, okay, you had yeah, the front is the better way to go on any flight, but certainly on spirit, you're gonna need to get up front. Cushion on them, right? The back don't have no cushion on the seats. All I know is a man was snoring so loud that one flight I took, I said, "Y'all need to call a doctor. Something's not right. He got a condition." I'll never forget my bestie flew on Frontier, and I got to the gate from Charlotte before she did from Atlanta and when the plane pulled up it was a raccoon's picture on the side of it and I said there you rode that coon plane all the way here <laughs> <laughs> ah! I, oh, 
have so much respect. I have so much respect. If you're riding those sorts of flights, first of all, if I'm riding spirit, I love you. Just know I love you because let me tell you what, I am not uh, getting on that or frontier without a reason, a reason, reason. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's what you got to do sometime. Uh, somebody said ride in the big seats. Yeah. Got to get in the front. You got to get in that first class business class. Listen, but, but the truth is that, you know, we sat in first class and we were on the front. The first time we sat in first class was on the front row of first class and the looks we got, let me tell you. However you can get there. I like the feeling I get when I'm riding in a jet. You need to go places. Hey, hey, hey. When I'm riding in a jet. I like you need to get to Michael Jackson one in Vegas. Let's get to Michael Jackson one. Yeah. I haven't seen it. uh, So I'm down the clown around. Uh, If y'all want to (laughs) go, drop it in the chat. Let's just make it a thing. Let's go the same weekend. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, So that wraps up the Black Jackson Estate news minute moving on we've got a little bit of billboard trivia user one do you want to sing the song billboard trivia we're doing something new today is that it that's it that is it i made it up i wrote it i i should know i wasn't in that meeting i don't remember this at all this is like the third episode (sighs) this is literally like the fourth time we've done this she loves that song Billboard trivia. I'm he waiting to it. get my. I'm waiting to get my chorus of white men behind me. You know how they used to do back in the day with the uh, harmony, the white man harmony. <laughs> I want that. Like, yeah, figure it out for me. Who like a uh, sliding the family stone? No, I said white men. Yeah, you. Got you want the Bee Gees? <laughs> what the hell? Who are you I want like about? the background to the Cinderella soundtrack. Oh, you're talking about you want Rodgers and Hammerstein type. Correct. Got it. You want a symphony and a live mm-hmm. accompaniment. Okay. All right. We got you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen. Uh, we're doing something. Gershwin. Gershwin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gersh, Gershwin. 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 Is, it, <laughs> is that Jewish? <laughs> Michael's going to resurrect himself and slap the hell out of you for not knowing how to say Gershwin. You know, no, no, no. I take that back. Michael probably said Gershwin wrong too. Like Socrates. Let's not forget he said so Socrates. Socrates. Same okay. man. Y'all know who it was. So here we are. We're doing something a little new today. Typically, user one brings the billboard trivia, but today, I mm. listen, I've been y'all see how the episode rolls live. This is literally how we do it every time. But this is a little different. Typically, user one brings the billboard trivia, and it's up to me and user 1.5 to guess. But this time, I, user two, have the billboard trivia. Uh, I checked my mailbox today for the latest edition of Billboard magazine, which is my one guilty subscription. And I found some interesting Michael Jackson facts in the June issue. So I thought it'd be fun to quiz all the users on these pieces. So. Oh, well, you have an actual Billboard magazine? Oh, yes. Yes, ma'am. I am a paid subscriber. I am impressed. That is impressive. Yeah, you know, it's... It it really is very impressive. It really is a guilty pleasure pleasure of mine that I prioritize. So, uh, Michael Jackson has two albums right now in the Billboard 200, which are the 200 uh, top charting albums in the country. And I just wanted to quiz you on which two you think they are and what number 
do you think they are at? And these are the results as of June 5th, 2021. And for the folks on the call, feel free to drop in the chat your guesses. So we can do this one of two ways. I can give you a hint by giving you the name of the album and you can guess the number. Or um, I can give you the number and you can guess the album. Two albums are in the top 200. Billboard 200. Two and you, albums. So why are we being uh, tasked with <laughs> guessing the album and the number? I think the album alone should give us enough credit to to pass the, the test. I think the number, given that there are 200, is a little too specific. I get it. I and, understand. All right. Yeah, that's 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 a bit much. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna give you uh, some some clues, and you can guess which album it is based on Thriller. Hold on, no, get give me give me a second, please. <laughs> well, let's just knock out the given. It's thr- can Thriller. You give me a second, right? please. Go ahead. See, that's how you know we're right because she got upset. Fine, we'll get- start with Thriller, <laughs> <laughs> which is obviously the best-selling album of all time. <laughs> And is very clearly on the Billboard 200 every month, including June 2021. So, users, what number do you think Michael Jackson's Thriller is charting on the Billboard 200? Context clue, it has been on the charts for 472 weeks. It's probably in between the 90 and 100 range. And uh, um, I'm sorry, 190 and 200. I'm thinking in the bottom 10%, which would not be that. It would be the bottom 20 at that point. But I'm thinking in the bottom 10%. Okay. User 1 says the bottom 10%. User 1.5, what do you got? Uh, I would say somewhere between, yeah, 150. And I give it a little higher up, somewhere between 150 because the kids are finding Michael now. So 150 and between 150 and, and 100. And one, 100. Michaela's guessing 80. Okay. User 1.5 said 150 to 200. And Miss Pam said 95. Miss Pam said 95. Michaela said 80. Anybody else want to guess in the chat? Drum roll. Michael Jackson's Thriller, reaching a peak position of number one, uh-huh. is currently charting where at number eighty-five. Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Actually, okay, hold on, Michaela. hold on, wait, 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 wait. Actually, wait. I read it backwards. I read it backwards. Michael Jackson's number one Thriller is currently charting at seventy-one. Wow! This week, last week, it was charting. At number 85. Oh, wow. I so underestimated my man. Up. It has gone yeah. up. That's what's up, man. That's that's amazing. I mean, when you really think about it, that's, 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 man. Is there any other, just as an aside, if you don't know, you don't know, any other uh, albums that are that, that aged that are charting that high? Um, yeah, there are some mainstays on here, like Bob Marley and the Wailers. They've been on the chart 680 weeks. Of course, uh, this album, um, this is a, one of his best ofs. I don't know if this came out before Thriller or if this was like a later uh, release, but it, its peak position was five and it's been on the chart 680 weeks. The Eagles 
as we know, are in constant competition with Michael Jackson for the best-selling album. And they are, they've been on the chart 361 weeks. And but I just want to, I, so I want to say around that. the range you thought Michael would be in. I thought he would be around there, so he killed that. But I just want to remember, I just want to remind everybody that the Eagles is an Eagles with an S. And Michael Jackson is a Michael Jackson with just singular. And so, uh you know, what one can do versus what you need a group to do to try and do is just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just One man. Just one man, you know, just, I'm just throwing it out there. One man. All right. Billboard trivia piece number two. This one is going to be fun. Let's see if you can figure out this. This is now noted as a re-entry into the Billboard 200, currently charting this week at number 111. This album reached a peak position of 31 and has been on the charts for 355 weeks. Which Michael Jackson album is currently on the Billboard 200 at number 111? You said the peak was 31? Peak was 31. So okay. you need to... You so need we to can consider. knock out a lot of albums that yeah. Michael was here for. That's um, correct. <laughs> that is correct. Um, please don't tell me it's the Michael album with all the fake songs on it. If you're in the room, feel free to drop in the chat. <laughs> Which album do you think is currently at number 111 in Michael Jackson's catalog? Essential, the Essential Michael Jackson, the compilation album. So, uh, yep, we got a couple of people saying the Essential Michael. Okay, I see Essential Michael. So user one, what's your guess? I just want to confirm first. I'm just going to go with the group guess, which is the Essential Michael. So Michaela, Miss Pamela Price, some other people are saying the Essential Michael. Um, Destiny's saying the Essential Michael. So I'm assuming, you know, the the fans be knowing. Everybody's right. Everybody's right. (laughs) It is the Essential Michael Jackson, which is on Epic Slash Legacy. So there's your Billboard Trivia. What's on what's on the essential Michael? The essentials? What what is interesting that's on the essential Michael that is not necessarily on everything else we already got? Is there anything up there that's different? No. I don't think I got that. I don't think somebody gave me that album because I refused to buy it. Is that the one that was the white cover with him like either on his toes? I think it's the black or white cover. The black and and white cover. The red writing. No, I think it's the one with him, like it's a thriller pose. I think it's like thriller era. Yeah. Because yeah. I gave that to my stepdad for Christmas, like. Oh. Years ago. Okay. Yeah. 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 I know which one you're talking about. Cool. That's what's up. We need the okay. essential Marlon, Jackie, Jermaine, oh. and Tito. We're gonna combine it because that's the only way we can get the the whole essential piece. That's but I would, you know, let's get serious, uh, baby, tonight. Um, why Jermaine can't have his own though? I don't understand why you mm, why you lumping him. Do what you do, you do what you do to me. Swiftly on through today's <laughs> agenda. Next up, I want to remind everybody that on the next episode, we'll be sharing your fan fiction. So please, if you have a favorite piece of fan fiction literature, or if you have written a piece, please email it to the Black Jackson Estate at gmail.com. Q from the MJ cast, we want to give you a shout out. We have received your fan fiction and we will be reading it on the next episode. So if y'all got it, we want it. Let it be appropriate. Send it to the email. We got you covered. Again, that's the Black Jackson Estate at gmail.com. Or not. We'll still read. If it's not appropriate, I'm gonna read it. First of all, I love fanfic. So let me just say that I'm the resident fanfic lover. I love a good fanfic. I am going to read it. 
Um, I just rediscovered A Dare to Dream and A Dream Deferred, which are some old fan picks from back in the day, but this is like amazing what? storytelling. Yes, I'll, I'll share These it. aren't Langston Hughes. Are you talking about Michael Ooh, Jackson? They they drew off of it. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Oh, you're talking about like Michael's book. He had that poem, A Dream. A dream. <laughs> I'm telling you, just what's read the, the fanfic. Fuck, what's when the, I po- give what's it the Michael's you? poetry book? A Dare to Dream. Or am I thinking about the book? No, Dancing the Dream. Dancing the Dream. Either way, it's playing off all these different things. Langston, Michael, all all, (laughs) everybody. It's playing off of everybody. So listen, like if y'all got some, if y'all got some great, I love fanfics. I love good fanfics. Um, I think there's so much art and creativity that goes into them when they're really good. So please share them because I'm reading them. (laughs) I love them. Um, so share them with us. We want to hear what you got to say. It doesn't have to necessarily be rated boom, boom, boom. It could be rated. G and I def good writing is good writing. I'm down for that. So send it to us. I'm definitely gonna check it out. We're gonna shout you out. Send us your fan fix. Give me the material. All right, y'all. And lastly, it's time for Taj's GoFundMe update, where I user two commit to giving you an update on exactly how much money Taj Jackson may have raised on his documentary in waiting the truth runs marathons we have been on the quest for Taj to hit 30 percent and as of today's podcast Taj has officially crossed the 30 percent threshold at 30.063630063630065 percent to goal which is approximately $233,828. Taj, we wish you the best of luck. Let's get to 40% and get that documentary out there. Moving on to today's main event. June 25th is usually a melancholy day for Michael Jackson fans all over the world. But today, we're going live so we can celebrate the Kang together. And we want to share some of Michael's lifetime achievements and reminisce on all the good things that Catherine and Joseph's seventh born child was able to accomplish in his 50 years on earth. User 1.5, you've done us the solid of compiling a list of some of Michael's achievements. What were you thinking as you were pulling this list together and how do you feel reviewing it on june 25th you know uh june 25th is it's one of those days that you know even if you lose track of time as soon as you hear june 25th you're like ah that's the day um so as i was looking over his achievements michael is one of the most celebrated artists of all time throughout the world and it's so hard to pinpoint one or two Made, you know, main things that he's done um, that he has been, you know, recognized for. But uh, I think I've got a nice solid list that we can talk about. I want to do, you know, just a couple um, just to remind everybody why he's the king of pop, um, why he is a great humanitarian or was a great humanitarian and why people still love him all throughout the world. Time out. Let me say you said was a great humanitarian. I think 20 percent of that will said that the in the 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 coming ends of his estate 20% i believe was going to charity so he is still a great humanitarian and that says something the fact that 
when you're considering, we don't need that. But when you're considering your will and how you want you, who you want to leave all the money that you have and are to make to that. He said, I want to leave it to the unknown, the unnamed, the forgotten, the children of the world that said his heart was in it. And so he is still probably arguably the greatest humanitarian um, to ever live um, because of what he decided to do, which is why his legacy continues to proliferate essentially around the world because of what he said he wanted to do. So yeah, you got it right. He was and is one of the greatest humanitarians. User two. You know what's wild? I was thinking about Nina Simone's granddaughter being pissed that Nina Simone's will gave that money to charity because it could have been money in their pocket and they had to like try to scam a scheme and set up a little nonprofit and funnel the money around. I bet that 20% had niggas hot. And Havenhurst, that's a lot of money. But you know what? I don't think I, I, uh, never mind. Well, here's, and here's the thing too. uh, Here's the thing about Michael, right? A lot of your legacy are the people that you leave behind and what they do, your children. And Paris and Prince are really huge. um, Blanket. That man's name is BG. (laughs) What his mama call him? I mean, (laughs) I'm sorry. What is. What does daddy call him? His daddy called him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. What's daddy call him? Um, daddy called him Blanket. I'm going to call daddy him Daddy called him Blanket. Okay, now I respect. He wants to be called BG. Okay, We're cool. going to call the man BG. Well, Can we just call him BB? He's got a beard. Call him what he said he want to be called. When he come out and tell me my motherfucking name is BG. <laughs> Imagine addressing him incorrectly and he really gets rowdy with you. How would you feel that? Like I go by, I go by Nikki, right? I don't go by my first name, which is Christy, but I'm an attorney, so that comes up. I don't get offended though if you call me that. I don't know. I just feel like it would be a little too much if you go crazy over it. Is anybody calling that little boy anything? He stays in this. I don't know the shadows. He's like a gargoyle. He's in the shadows. He be on YouTube. (laughs) That man got a house in the hills. I need you to respect. Blanket is living so much better. He is living in a canopy us. in the Amazon. Happy. God, his house was lit. Ooh. Shout out, man. But yeah. anyway. Anyway. Um, Michael Jackson's lifetime achievements, user 1.5. So, but his children are heavy humanitarians as well, which is a testament to how he raised them the time he was here with them on Earth. And I think that that is worth uh, acknowledging as we go forward. So the first achievement I want to shout out is probably one of his last um, achievements. Um, and it was actually actually a posthumous achievement. Um, in 2009, he was honored with a special achievement award for This Is It by the African-American Film Critics Association. And they, you know, give out various awards for excellence in film at the end of each year, uh, starting in 2003. And they chose Michael Jackson's This Is It film um, as that for 2009. So, user two, how do you feel about that award? One of his last awards that he that he achieved. Uh, achieved. You know, it's pretty wild to think about This Is It because there was a moment where we didn't even know if we really wanted it because of the way that Michael's life ended literally leaving that facility where they were taping. So there was a moment where I and many other fans were just like, do we really 
want to watch this. And then it became this thing where, all right, let me see. Give me this. Give it up. At least for me. Um, so I don't know about y'all, but I definitely went to that first night. <laughs> I w- <laughs> wait, I gotta you mute news or one because <laughs> I don't know if that was her or Bobby walking in the background, but that was her. Oh my god, you that can't tell her. if that was like some slipper <laughs> shuffling or if it was puppy feet. That woman, no puppy feet, that was her ass. <laughs> Walking out hard upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they say, yo, slew footed. Anyway, um, This Is It was a film that a lot of people were questioning about. Questioning initial. This Is It was a film that people were questioning initially. And it turned out to be solid for me. I love the movie now. Um and enjoy it very much. And I wish they could reissue and give us more footage because we just know there was so much going on, like the bonus footage of pulling together uh, the wardrobe and what Michael was envisioning and where it was and what stage it was um, in the intentions of bringing it to life, bringing this is it to life. And um, I think we're just really lucky that we had that quality of film that it could be turned into something that could be shared in cinema, on DVD, mass distributed, like it was easily accessible for us. And it's not like some wonky, grainy footage like we have of the One More Chance video or, you know, other shit that Michael has created and never really came to light. So it's good that we got it. And it's great that it was awarded because even though it was shady circumstances and how it went down, ultimately his genius was pretty clear if you sat through that and um that deserves to be applauded i totally agree user one how did you feel about this is it and michael receiving the uh, special achievement award from the african-american film association for that you gotta unmute yourself babe because we muted you when you were shuffling around uh-huh unmute it can you hear me? Can you feel it? Now you need to back the hell up. <laughs> can you feel it? Okay, can you, all right. I'm back. All right. Uh, so how do I feel about this? Is it the video, the, the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as it's <laughs> the need for it, or <laughs> I, well, I, I will say this. It's one of the last awards that Michael received. It was posthumous, but it was still one of the last ones that he received for special achievement in film by the African-American Film Association. So do you think that that was warranted? Do you think that it was a good move? Yeah, no, I think I think this is it was I think that um, so. It's hard to divorce the idea of this is it from the corporate reason for releasing it. And in that being that they needed to start to make back a lot of the money that they had at this point, they needed to turn a loss into a positive. He was gone. He couldn't do the show. So how do you still capitalize on all the money you've spent? And so we get a this is it. But 
I remember when that came out, I had, you know, so A, when Michael passed away, I was, I mean, devastated the day that my mom called me and said, they rushed Michael to the hospital and said, well, he's going to be okay. She said, yeah, he's going to be okay. And unfortunately he wasn't, you know, he wasn't. Um, but I remember that night, my friends would not let me sit in the house and they took me to the club because every club in America was playing. And I was in college at the time I was doing summer classes. Every club in America was going to be playing Michael Jackson that night. And I remember me and my, I had friends from college, friends from undergrad. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, friends from undergrad and friends from high school come hang out with me because they knew how big of a fan I was to just celebrate Michael's life. And like seeing the DJ was like, it's Michael Jackson. We going to love Michael Jackson. You know how the DJs get hyped. And so like this is it came out in the really the immediate aftermath of what was happening. And let me also say like, I went to the record store the day he passed away because I didn't know almost what else to do. I had to shut off my phone because so many people were hitting me up. And all you could hear was Michael Jackson all around in the streets, in the in the mall, every I mean, everywhere. And I mean, but just still a devastating, just, you know, for me, very so heartbreaking. He had meant so much and still does to me. Um, and so it was just difficult. This is it comes out soon thereafter. And for fans, we're just, we want something, you know what I mean? Fans, we just wanted something. We wanted to feel like what what happened to him and what was what he was working on that we were all invested in. I remember me and my sister trying to get tickets to This Is It, and it was just sold out. Like, we couldn't get it. I had a couple of friends who did get tickets, and we just could not get in. And I remember my uncle, uh, who's also a musician, telling me, you know what, you're going to get tickets. Don't worry, he's going to come to America. And so it was just a crazy time. And This Is It comes out. And I remember going to the theater and seeing it and there being standing ovations and applause at the theaters. Um, So it was cathartic for fans. We needed to see what he was working on and what he wanted to present us. So I think it was a good thing for it to even come out. And I think the accolades it got surpassed whatever issues we may have had with we eventually had with AEG or how they decide what we eventually learned to see Michael and know that. I think it was clear he didn't have the same confidence, but he was pushing through whatever anxieties and self-doubt he had to deliver this show. I think that came out in This Is It because you could tell it wasn't the confidence of the Dangerous Tour rehearsals or the stuff we saw on Victory or the stuff we saw in tours before that. It wasn't the same confident Michael. I think that was just easy to see for me anyway. But he was trying and he was saying, I still got the juice and I'm going to get over whatever anxieties I got. I'm going to deliver this show. So I think it was just going to be a spectacular event. Um, and I think it was really going to be his return. He had gone through so much between the last time we seen him until what was supposed to be This Is It. So that's just for me. Uh, this is it was worth it and I still watch we still watch this is it and we love what he was creating and we love what he was thinking about doing um and we just you know if we could turn back the hands of time you know but we could we can't um so what we have is what what we have and it's still beautiful I just think it's still beautiful uh he was beautiful uh I think that you know you could just see him light up on the stage. And um, so I think this is it, whatever accolades it gets, I think is, is, is deserved. Yes. And let's, can we talk about them outfits, baby, that he had on in that 
on for those rehearsals. Some of those outfits were like my favorite one personally was the gold kind of sequency glittery jacket that he wore with those um, tuxedo pants, high high water tuxedo pants. That was my personal favorite outfit. If you had a good outfit or your favorite outfit from that, uh, from this is it, drop it in the chat. We'll give it a shout out. Um, but yeah, this is it is is definitely it's it's a lasting legacy for us to see. Um, but also to know that I mean, Michael still had it. You know, he was gonna. Now we don't know how many than fifty shows he was gonna show up for, but he still had it. He was doing it, and, and I think that's the point. I think that's the point. Like what you just said, like. 50 shows was way too much for anybody. And I think that that was a part of the issue Mm -hmm. that he was running into. And we knew he was running into that as a problem. And so it wasn't, you know, the likelihood of it happening was, you know, not as high as him doing maybe even a fourth of those shows, you know, or half of them, 25 shows. So, you know, that, that that's a whole nother thing kind of inside of this legacy. There's this question mark in this box that we still don't have all the answers to, right? right? Like think about how last year, I think it was last year, maybe the year before last year is like a blur almost, the whole stuff, the details that started coming out about James Brown's last days, the last months and what was happening to him, we didn't know. And I think the same thing, eventually there'll be more to come out about Michael and we'll still be putting the pieces to the puzzle together. So this is, it is a part of the missing pieces to that puzzle um, and what was happening. There's so many stories, so much stuff came out in court, so many emails, blah, blah, blah. So that's just a big box that we're still trying to understand. Right. Word. Uh, I tweeted earlier today about the trap jacket, which is my favorite, the black an orange reversible flight jacket that he wore. <laughs> and I said, he wore, for, um, he wore that for what? Uh, Earth song. He did that for Earth song. And he did that. Uh, <laughs> when that shit flipped the threatened. And he was doing the spin around. Um, the essence of that outfit was one, the flight jacket Two, He had this very much long sleeve, size large inappropriately large long tee that had like a spray paint bugs bunny on it it looked like one of those shirts you would get out of the gas station in atlanta and you could also get like a fitted cap but it would be like not not an official fitted cap you know what i'm saying it's like um you know the the flea market joint you know and and he he really freaked that, and then he had on uh, the sweat pant, the cargo sweatpants, yes. also very much too large. Yes, several yes. pockets on those. Michael was dressed like he had an eighth on him, and he was just trying to get it off so he could go to the club a little bit later. He just was gonna get this eighth off, fl- go grab some black and miles, and then run to the crib shower, and he was gonna go out that night, but. Um, something about that outfit and his attitude that day, I very much connect to it. And that's my favorite outfit for shizzle. And I do love the outfit with the, the tall, the shoulder pad thing going on when, um, when he uh, told, oh, I can't even think of his musical, musical director's name right now, but when he was Michael Bearden. Yes, Michael Beard, and when he was doing the way you make me feel, and Michael was like, uh uh, uh uh, play it like like the audience hears it. And he had on, what was it? A, 
was it a it wasn't a Popeye shirt he had on underneath that. Wasn't it Bugs Bunny? Yeah, it was spray paint. Underneath that black jacket, and I that yeah, it's reversible. It's a reversible jacket. I mean, whatever days we got and the wardrobe we got, Michael was doing it them days. Amen. I see folks in the chat saying the heal the world jacket and the curls for my girl shirt. Curls for my girls. Michael knew what the ladies wanted, and he knew we wanted to see them curls, and he knew we wanted to see. Him naked, but he wasn't going to give us that. So he gave us the curse. So. <laughs> Why was anybody trying to get Michael naked in 20? Oh, well, let me tell you what. Uh, without him being naked, he'd know y'all. If I would have rolled up. He was somebody's up. daddy. I don't, Zaddy. So if I would have rolled up on him, <laughs> Ella, in the, two, the year of our Lord, 2001, for sure, in that blue get up. Oh, in the velvet with the booty. Hey, 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 hey. I'm getting arrested today. Super I would have definitely shot on that day. I'm not going to lie. I mm-hmm. also, if he would have walked past me in that flight jacket. Listen. In 2009, I probably had on like a little collared polo. It was probably layered with two other shirts. I would absolutely spit game in Batman. And let's not even talk about if I was of age and alive. I really feel like a soul from the 1970s is still a part of me. And that's why I am the way I am. But if I was alive. I feel that for you too. If I was alive. <laughs> if I was alive in the 19. Anytime between 78 and 87 and I was grown, I would have multiple charges. I cannot be attorney today. Or I would have had to explain on my bar application. Why charges, did you get arrested? really? No. I would have said, well, I was in gotta, Michael Jackson's room. You're in the darkness. Uh, I was on the floor of his room. You're in the darkness. We got to move on. Uh, it's a good chat. place to be. It's a good place to be. <laughs> folks in the chat saying uh, it was actually a Popeye shirt. Uh, yeah, oh, was it playing, Popeye's? Popeye's okay. They were playing poker. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Um, user 1.5, I think I forgot to mention this during the news segment, but this is also a, a part of the legacy. Michael getting inducted this week in Atlanta, and that's why Marlon showed up at the Black Music and Entertainment Walk of Fame inaugural induction. And he was among Beyonce, Shirley Caesar, Kirk Franklin. Like It was a long list of some of Black Entertainment's uh, most prolific and irreplaceable performers. Um, how how does that make y'all feel? Like I'm excited to he- one. I'm excited to hear that Black people are getting that because BET is like the last thing we have that we can share nationally on a large platform. And something like this is great to see. You kind of have to go to like niche places to kind of get your information. Like you got to go to the Smith, the black Smithsonian in DC, or, you know, you might get lucky at uh, a couple other museums, but uh, it's really tough to get those moments where we're honoring our performers in a way that a, a lot of pop stars and rock performers and even country music stars get shout out. So how do y'all feel about that uh, star? I mean, I think that's great. It's the inaugural one. I mean, who else but Michael Jackson would be in that? And I understand, you know, Beyonce and Shirley Caesar and all these other amazing Black artists that were inducted as well. But if you didn't include Michael Jackson, I mean, would we really have taken it seriously from this point on? Absolutely not. So, you know, kudos to Michael. Michael is still getting awards. Michael is still breaking records. Michael is still holding records. Um, And he's not with, he's no longer with us on this side. So, 
it just goes to show what an impact he's had on on pop culture as a whole, not just music. But Michael is a pop culture icon. I mean, if you, I mean, one day I was going to get my oil change or a tire change or something on my car. And I had, this was when I had CDs because I didn't, I was too poor for Bluetooth. So I had my bad CD in the CD player and the guy, you know, he takes my car, he changes the tire. He brings it back. He said, man, he was like, man, we left your car on so we could hear the, the hear, hear your CD. It was so good. And I'm like, first of all, bro, don't be running down my gas. Yeah, they wasted your gas. <laughs> but did you just tell me you ran my gas down? But it's, it's Michael Jackson. So it doesn't matter who you are, how much of a thug you think you are. Michael Jackson is, is plays some part in your everyday life. You hear, um, I mean, I've seen the hardest dudes here in the closet and just go off. You know what I mean? So Michael Jackson is that dude, will always be that dude, has been that dude. And so it's, you know, like Miss, uh, like M said uh, in the chat, it was long overdue, so long overdue. Um, first of all, for what is it? The African-American Walk of Fame? Is that what you that, that was called? The Black oh Music and <clears throat> Entertainment Walk of Fame inaugural induction. So, that, so first of all, that's overdue in and of itself. Why we ain't have something before. But also, somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it. I mean, you know, you justice talk Justice and schemes, as Michael would say. Yeah, I mean, but somebody's got to do it. And sometimes we got to do it for ourselves. That is BET. That's us doing it for ourselves. This Black Walk of Fame or whatever, that's us doing it for ourselves. So I think that's just somebody had to do it. And thank God they did. And thank God they exist to, to do it. So I, I think that that's, I mean, like you said, Michael is such, so influential. I remember, you know, I, you know, if I'm a fan now, I was like a crazier fan back in the day when I was in college. And I remember that being a talking point for some guys who knew me, like, oh, like I had one guy say, oh, I went to a Michael Jackson show. And he was right, he had. And they thought that would just be a way to get closer. But like, you talk about how Michael just influences every single area of of your life. There's a song to go with every moment. There's a song to go with every occasion. There's a song for every emotion, I think, uh, whether you're angry or happy or joyous or sad. That's just a song to go with it. Whether or somebody done broke up with you when you realize you sound you, like a stan right now. You like I am. Or Put a capital S on stan and correct. And you know, it's a, it's a song to go with everything. Whether you got broke up with because you ain't shit and you need to play, she's out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and remember that you were so cavalier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or whether you need to say, you know what, I got this 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 interracial relationship and it don't matter if you black or white. Or if you need to say it's New Year's and don't stop till you get enough because it's a new year coming in. Like there's just a song for every single occasion. Name me an artist who can really do that for you at this level and it be universal. And there's just Stevie so Wonder few. is like Beyond. there's few yeah like give stevie, stevie his props. has a right, actual right. song for every emotion including the emotion of plants i think marvin yeah. gay is up there too like i i tweeted today about did your fave dress like a d-boy singing about global warming and shit <laughs> people don't sing about global warming and shit like anytime it's a yep. disaster michael wrote a fucking hit song about it he did People don't do that. And you think about the songs that could have been that were not because of 
some haters blocking at Sony. What more um, can I give? What more can I give? I mean, that is an amazing song. And we were talking about, you know, Black Black Music Month. And I think I posted the other day on Twitter, our shout out to Boys to Men. And they were on that track. They were also on You Are Not Alone. <laughs> they say famously that Michael turned their vocals now. But, you know, Michael was... Michael turned everybody's vocals. He turned everybody's As vocals. As he now. should have. He said, it's he my song. So. Down, then they won't go, you know... Sorry, is this coming out of your budget? Okay, well, so <laughs> I mean, so you know, it's like just he had a song for he he could touch every emotion um, of human emotion. He just had a way to touch it, um, and so what can you say? Of course, it's of course it's deserved. Of course, every accolade is deserved. Of course, every acknowledgement of his influence is deserved, and it doesn't matter who, from rock to pop to R and B to rap, hip hop, whatever, it, it, it's deserved. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is one of those, you know, things that everybody wants to be, every artist strives to be inducted into. That means you have made it, made it, made it. Um, So it's actually a museum um, in Cleveland, Ohio, on the shore of Lake Erie. And it documents the history of rock music and the artists, producers, engineers, and notable figures who have influenced its development. Michael Jackson is one of the few people to have been inducted twice into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was inducted in 1997 with the Jackson Five, with his brothers. And he was also inducted in 2001 uh, as a solo artist, as Michael Jackson, the solo artist. So let's talk about it. I'm ready. Uh, Kyla, if you can come off mute or if you can type in the chat. Kyla went with me to see Janet get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we learned a ton of facts about folks that were in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that we had no idea about. And Kyla, you have a a membership now, right? I do. So we can go to this museum and see this shit. For free. Um, I think Stevie Nicks was the other person who's been inducted in there twice. Yeah, and the first female to ever be inducted twice. So, boom. One, that is fire. Janet then completes like a trifecta for their family where basically everybody's inducted except for Randy. How does that make you feel, Kyla? Um, It's what wakes me up every morning knowing that it's something he will never get. It's what tucks me in at night. It's what dries my tears. When I go get a brand new car, they don't even check my credit. They say, is Randy inducted? I say, no. And they say, what do you want? And that's how you walk away with a pair of hot wheels. Okay. <laughs> Every time. So it's, it's something. Thank you so much for sharing, friend, because it was really fun going and not only seeing Janet get inducted because she's one of our faves, but also like hearing the stats on what it takes to actually get into that room. And um, I think uh, Pam, Pamela Price might have mentioned this in the chat about the Questlove podcast where he the podcast recently came out uh, where he interviewed both Randy separately and then. Uh, Jackie, Marlon, and Tito. And they, in the Randy episode, he talked about how he's been lobbying for Randy get, to get inducted because it's criminal to not include the Jackson's body of work in with the Jackson Five. Now, you don't hear 
the other brothers complaining about Randy not being inducted, but that's none of my business. So I think that is hilarious. Uh, but the fact that most of them are inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is purely iconic. Uh, but Michael being in there two ways, oh boy, you cannot undo the history. No matter what people say, Michael can't speak for himself anymore. And that's why we should all be thankful he worked his ass off to hit those Guinness Book of World Records and break everything because his work will speak for himself. You can do what you want. You can try to blackball him, but you're not going to be able to say he doesn't have the best selling album of all time. You're not going to be able to say that he's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. So thank goodness that he was good at what he did. User one, you got anything to add to that? Nah, that's a man and a man. He like, he, he's just, he's iconic. And that's not just superfluous. That's, that's a fact. That is, that is reality. That is what it is. That is that on that period, Pooh. Like, and on Mary had a little lamb. So, and all the other <laughs> little sheep she had out there and goats and whatnot. So, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things. He is so influential. You cannot talk about your fave and not inadvertently without ever saying his name, talk about Michael Jackson because he just, he's on the him. list. He's, he's, just, the he's list. just so influential. So he's, he is that guy and that, you know, that, like you look at the world, how the world shut down when he passed away. The world shut down. The Internet thought it was a terrorist attack. Come on now. It the Internet wild. thought it was a terrorist attack in America. We thought it was a terrorist attack and it was just people reacting to the king falling, you know, and transitioning. And so that's that's amazing. Um, and again, I, I always have to jump in and throw in that this is a black man. This is a black man from the American South or Midwest, you know, and in a time of extreme segregation and extreme discrimination and extreme exclusion and the, the proverbial foot on your neck. And dear God, Joseph and Catherine Jackson said, not so. And we will fight past it. And I think other people were talking about the Questlove interviews where Questlove does talk to them. And they they talk about being put in terrible hotel rooms and being treated differently and um, having to fight those things. And you never saw them complain about it. You never saw them make a lot of noise about how they were being treated. Um, but it was there just because they weren't talking about it. Don't mean it was there. People think just because people ain't saying nothing don't mean it wasn't happening, but it was still happening. And how amazing it's almost crazy to think it could happen in the way it did for Michael. Um, but it did. And he just, his influence is crazy across the world, the globe. Amen and amen. User 1.5, you got a fact about Michael Jackson's lifetime historic achievements that can take us home? Um, I sure do. I, you know, there are so many awards and achievements that Michael uh, uh, amassed in his career. We could talk about his AMAs and how he's the most nominated male of all time. We could talk about the VMAs and the Video Vanguard Award, the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award that was created in his honor. But I really want to end his achievements with his 2010 induction as an Apollo legend at the Apollo Theater in Harlem. 
because that the Apollo Theater for Black culture is one of those iconic places that every single one of our amazing artists from back in the day, and even now, where they wanted to perform. If you can make it at the Apollo, you can make it anywhere. I remember watching Showtime at the Apollo at my grandma's house every single Saturday night. Miss Apollo was on the front row with her curl and the Sandman was, you know, tap dancing the bad people off the stage. So in 2010, June of 2010, Michael Jackson was posthumously inducted into the Apollo Legends Hall of Fame during the Evening of Legends Spring Benefit at, at the Apollo Theater. Chris Tucker... His one of his friends accepted the award in his honor on his behalf. I'm sorry, and he was inducted alongside Aretha Franklin that night. So, let's talk about it, users. Let's talk about the Apollo Theater and how Michael is immortalized on the walls in Harlem. Hold on, hold on a second. It's showtime. And the Apollo, can you feel it? It's so tonight. Okay, listen. If you don't know that song, <laughs> you know I'm going to end Saturday. And then they modulated. It's showtime. And Kiki Shepard did <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh man, that's such a good like. It's such a feel good sort of performance. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, listen, that's I, I could talk. I could go on and on and on. But listen, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. The Apollo is legendary. Michael Jackson has told the story a million times about how he would look at the walls of the Apollo and say, if I could just be on that wall right there with James Brown, then I'll be good. And he did that. And we love that. And that's why he's my fave. User one. I think you hit it nail on the head. He said, if I could be on that wall, and he was thinking about James Brown. Man, James Brown, Jackie Wilson, um, so many Apollo legends that he was watching. Like he said, I want you to show his feet. You know, I'm looking at him there. I just want you to show his feet. Um, he drew from so many greats before him, uh, Chuck Berry, so many uh, that we got to mention. He he didn't come out of nowhere. He didn't osmosis appear. He is the building up of so many legends um, in Black America and Black music. So shout out to all those legends who Michael Jackson drew from. And as James Brown said, but you made your own and God bless the child who's got his own. Amen, amen. So 12 years without Michael Jackson, 12 Long summers, but we are all the better for living on this planet Earth with him. And for those that didn't, 
He left so much for us to enjoy. So thank you so much, one, to my fellow users for joining today and uh, fellowshipping about Brother Michael. To all the users who just joined us in the chat for our first June 25 live. Thank you so much for joining us today. We couldn't have done it without you. Thank you for sharing your feedback in the chat and on the line. Oh, this was such a good, wholesome episode and such a good way to spend June 25th. Listen, you would have told us uh, in 2009 that we would be able to sit here and pound through three yingling and be on two feet and be okay. Uh, I would have said you shocked the hell out of me because that was a long night. But it's so good to hear and see y'all. Uh, on today so thank you to the users who joined us and to everyone listening thank you and we'll have more live episodes coming soon we just felt like this one had to be done uh it's been a long quarantine in the house we didn't get to go to los angeles like we typically do and listen we we got to enjoy our fate we got to explore his music and we got to have fun so this was great and thank y'all for listening to us and giving us the spins we want to open it up to anybody who want to say anything feel free to come off mute and uh leave some parting comments chit chat if you want to come off mute say what you want to say that we didn't say it is freedom here. We accept all sites of comments. I ain't going to say who said. I love y'all's discussion on Taj's goals. But um, uh, we talk about all things. If you want, whatever you want to talk about, we want, we appreciate y'all. Come on, say hey um, directly. We got you. I just want to say that they're giving out double pasta points today only. Ashley, you know. Yeah, I'm going to hit up Janet. Uh, because I know that's going to be important to her this time of year. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure she's stocked up because guess what? She's going to be on Netflix next year. Come hell or hot water, Demita. Mm-hmm. I got my eye on you. I, no, I just wanted to tell you guys thank you for all you do. And I know that I didn't get to meet you, actually, but I met user one and user 1.5. And ever since I met you guys on Twitter when, with the with the song post, I would have never imagined that we would have got to meet in real life. And, you know, I just really appreciate everything that you guys do for Michael. So, you know, today was a hard day, but coming in here lifted my spirit. So, you know, you guys keep doing what you're doing. I'll always support you. Oh, man, we can't say thank you enough. Thank you so much, Destiny, because, you know, so, yeah. So let me tell you all the story. Just just a quick recap. So we went to like the fans converged on um, the on L.A. in 2019 to commemorate that 10 years since he passed away. And we had already kind of met Destiny virtually. And so it was so cool. We ended up hanging out multiple times. We hung out at a club that was doing a Michael theme um, and she showed up with the dopest outfit in the club. Period. The dopest outfit in the club. And there were so many people dressed as different iterations of Michael from the Wiz to Thriller to whatever. Destiny had the dopest outfit. I wish I could have got a really great picture of it, but I had been drinking, I think, probably. No, no. I, I don't do the pictures. Destiny don't do the pictures. So that's why I don't have no pictures. Destiny don't do the pictures. 
<laughs> no evidence. Okay. But she had the dopest, I mean, the best outfit on in the club. And then from that night, we actually met up again with her and Alicia, who I don't think is on tonight, but Alicia, who's joined yeah. us for a couple of episodes. Um, we met up again at Forest Lawn. And I mean, it was just amazing. Um, so we love meeting fans. Like, people think we're joking when we say, um, because fans become friends. You know, like, Destiny and I talk, period. You know, so fans really do become friends. Um, but when we say we're in your city, we want to go get lunch or we want to go, we're serious. Like, we mean it. Like, we'll go hang out because we love meeting other people who are like-minded um, in this area. And so, um, because we then learn other stuff about your life and figure out we have more in common than just Michael Jackson. So shout out to, thank you so much um, for supporting us. Always chiming in. If we have something going on, you join us. So thank you so much. And um, we love you. We, we appreciate you. And thank you for joining us tonight. Um, yeah, the club. Wait a minute. Um, Ms. Woods, what are you saying about that club night? Unmute yourself if you can. Well, that, yeah, it was. Lucia crazy. said the club was crazy. I don't you was know there about that. You was there? Actually, okay. But um, if Miss Lucia was there, yeah, because that's when they did that flash mob the thrill, and I got it on video. Yeah, they, they did, did the flash mob the thrill. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, so, so funny. If you're in LA when Michael events are going on, you're gonna meet so many people. Just promise you. Where did we go? We saw the Michael Jackson Auditorium at that elementary school. It was elementary school. Oh yeah, oh, yeah Gardner. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we went to Neverland at one point, we, but this was before 2019. We went to Neverland and hung out. Um, when I go, I'm going inside. Fuck what you heard. I'm going to just catch the charge. I'll have the bell money. Don't worry about it. You can have to catch the charge. But yeah, it's so much to do in L.A., but there's so much to do all around the country from Gary to L.A. Um, to the to D.C., going to the museum. So Sweet. Well, listen, uh, any more prayer requests, meditations of the heart? Uh, oh, somebody said uh, somebody said opinions about the Jacksons interview with Questlove. Actually, I think you listened to most of that. I listened yeah. to the Randy one, but I didn't listen to the one with the Jackson. So, I, I love both of them. I feel like uh, Questlove was not asking as many questions as he could have, but I also feel like he was trying to give everybody the opportunity to kind of level set. Um, I see Lucia, you're unmuted. Did you want to contribute? Yeah, I had to, I'm with my mom who just had hip replacement surgery, so I'd go hide in the bathroom to unmute. That's okay, mom, feel um, better soon. No, I wanted to say I was at in LA that year too. It was my first and only year going, and I was with a couple of other people, but nobody else wanted to go to that club that you were just talking about. So I took an Uber alone by myself, went into that club, and it was it was crazy. The, the people were crazy. And yeah. I'm standing there all by myself. I wish I knew you guys then. Oh, yeah, because we would have hung out for sure. I think we, we were in a couple of places that night. We were at the bar for sure. Um, and I think... <laughs> We were also in the back at the, I think this is where we were with Destiny. I think we were all together at the wraparound uh, couch in the back. It was a couple of pool tables and stuff. So we were all hanging out back there, sitting down, hanging like, yeah, I wish we would have known you because. It it was packed. There was nowhere to sit. I didn't stay long because it was so crowded and I couldn't sit down anywhere. And I'm I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember I wanted to get together with you guys at the Jackson's concert. You know, they came to Atlanta. Uh, yeah, we yeah we had planned on going to that one. Yeah, y'all went yeah. 
Yeah, we did, we ended up going to the one in the in the North Carolina mountains. Uh, so we ended up not going to that one. And let's not forget, I ended up staying at the same hotel as the Jacksons. That you night. did, and so and I'll yeah, tell you we, more about that some other time. But hey, it I'm seems sure. I'm just kidding. Seems, I've told you, no, I've told everything on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that was such a good night. It seems likely they'd most likely maybe show up in Atlanta more so than us. So that was kind of a treat that they were here. But yeah, the next they they seem to like Atlanta Marlins there. And so now, yeah, next time they show up, we're, we're pulling up. And so we're definitely going to go to Waffle House or something. And uh, uh, yeah, I'd love to see you guys. Um, <laughs> a, a quick thing about the Questlove interview. I think it's interesting when he interviews anybody who worked with Michael Jackson, including the brothers. It's funny how everybody talks about their role and it, it's nobody ever wants to say that Michael was kind of in charge. If you, do you notice that? Nobody ever says that. They all talk about how these ideas they all had and it was all a joint effort when we've seen who's in charge. But anyway, I always think that's interesting. Yeah, Lucia, thanks for sharing that because that was one of my takeaways too. Like one, I think Questlove felt like they were giving him the the box answers that they typically give. He wasn't hearing anything new, but he was trying to be patient and letting them level set. And then two, I feel like they don't think of Michael holistically. It's kind of just like how it felt as brothers doing this thing right here, right now. But we know how the transactions went down. So um, it was interesting. I think the brothers, there are so many other questions we could ask them and dig down deep to learn some new things. But, um, you know, we got a couple gems out of that interview. They weren't bad. So, Well, let me yeah. ask y'all this. Let me play devil's advocate and ask y'all this. Do y'all think that they were maybe giving more um, highlights or credence to their contributions because holistically from a public facing or even in a commentary facing point of view, they're giving zero credit <laughs> almost for whatever work they did contribute um, to things. And I think, I know uh, Kyla just, you know, stick with me here or Andy um, did write some bops or help write and, cr- and create those, those different things. And they're not really given a lot of credit. So do you think that they're trying to make sure that their contributions are also recognized inside of what we all know, which is that Michael may have been a brainchild or a, a, a one of two brain children in the yeah. creation of a song or creation of a thing. Yeah, because what I, what Randy's interview made clear to me, and I listened to all of it unnecessarily, but Stephen Randall, we rock with you that much with your weird ass. My dog said he was the one that played piano. He was the one who played the drums. He was the one who could pretty much work out rhythm and melody because he was the only one that knows how to play the chords. You can hum that shit all day, but if you don't know the corresponding chords to play, the keys on the piano, then it never comes to life. And so Randy said they would give him the chords. He would then go, they would hum that shit out for him. He would then go line it up. And they would rock with it that way. What I never understand is why we don't get a full understanding of what Tito or Jermaine contributed to those pieces. Like, did they come up with the rhythm section or like, did they just like freestyle that with whoever was the accompanying guitarist or bassist? Like, those are some of the things that we wanted to hear. Um, 
but yeah, no, I it, it was a cool interview. I was happy to hear it, but Questlove, give it another shot. Do it again. Miss Pamela had a really good comment that if she would come on and kind of share her thoughts about uh, just that genesis of the cohesiveness of a group versus then when someone decides to go solo uh, or someone is compelled almost because they have such an outsized talent to go solo. So I wanted her to, to jump in if she wanted to. Legendary mm-hmm. user Pamela Price. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey. Um, My thing is this. We got to remember that according to story legend that you know at first Michael wasn't even supposed to be in that group and those brothers remember what it was like before him and they remember all of those days and all of the things that Joe did once even Michael joined the group they remember those early years at um Motown and at some point I got some understanding about the fact that You know, I used to always kind of give Mike the side eye about that not having a childhood thing. But then I listened to something. It may have been you all talk about how like he had to record like all the time and the brothers sometimes were not even there. So that that push that Michael was the star was really earlier than I kind of thought it was. And so now here you have the brothers who are behind the scenes always contributing in some way to the group, but they never got no credit. Yeah, right. So and- I feel like since Michael's not here to return the favor of exalting them and letting people know that they helped, and that that's at this point in the history, we don't even know if Mike would have did that because of where his stature was. Hello. Marlon better go on and say he played a bongo. Oh. Hello? <laughs> the, no, the Quaker Oats cans. The Quaker Oats cans. No, you're right. I think, you know, you just, you said it better than we could have said it. Like, you know, we all know, and Quincy Jones talks about it. And there's some other things, too. I don't know if you guys seen everything where... Michael really sometimes didn't want to give other people the credit uh, that they deserve. And so I think you're right. Like so much credit is given him, but there's so much credit to be given others. He didn't, again, he did not exist inside a vacuum. There were so many other people that were helping him create. And we need to acknowledge that from Marlon to Jermaine, to Jackie, to um, Randy, to Tito, you know, these, these, these were his brothers. And while he was trying to figure out, think about the don't stop till you get enough um, demo that we've all heard. Who else is on demo? Randy Randy. and Janet. And Janet. And so we're going to say they didn't have nothing to do with the creation of that. That's just, that's just, a, we got the evidence two, that proves two out of that that's, three, only two out of three of them ran the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, though, Airhorn. We, we got it right. We got to give them the credit for it. Like they're a part of it, right? They're a part of this thing. Like that drum, that drum, that percussion, and don't stop. Yeah. Damn it. That's the, that's a big driving poison. Uh, part of that song and we got to give randy jackson as a child some credit for that we got to give what was janet doing we got to give sheila e some credit sheila e told you she was out there Hell yeah, like, the yeah so it's like yeah let's give these folks some credit for the, a part of greatness um there's so many folks to acknowledge especially his brothers yeah absolutely so to tie it in a a nice little bow um randy said he had been working that groove forever and michael was the groove Michael put them hips into the group. So it was a synergy of sorts. And we are just so grateful for the musical 
genius that came out of all of them. So shout out. Um, well, listen, this has been a beautiful, beautiful way to spend June 25th. Listen, uh, next year, let's try this again in Los Angeles, Sunset Boulevard, ceviche, tacos, margaritas. If you're down, put it in the chat. And we hope to see you around. If you're listening, put it in your calendar. 2022, we'll be back on the West, 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 West on the 25th. Kyla, cue up, Ben, because we're definitely going to be 10 rats down on the plane heading to California. It's been a beautiful day. Thank you for joining us for another episode of thank you, the thank you, thank you. Jackson Estate. User 1.5. Hey, hey, Canada, Canada, absolutely show up. You in Canada? We might be coming to you because well, we were thinking we were going to have to come to you because we didn't know if Donna was going to win again. So now that yeah, you sure. didn't, uh, we're feeling a little safer here. But, you know, thank, thank, uh, thanks for, for giving us a space to stay. We got some Canadian friends in real life, so thank you so much. My um, Uncle Joe. Listen, appreciate y'all jumping in. Um, we got folks from 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 north from North America, North America, North America. Um, so yeah, it's ladies' night, and we'll 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 absolutely. If you're gonna be in LA, we're gonna be in LA, and we want to see you. We want to hang out. We want to go get tacos, or we want to go get burgers, wings. We love wings, all the things. Um, so let's do it. Bet uh, user one. Anything else you want to add? nothing thank you so much thank you guys for showing up thank you guys for hanging out with us and if you didn't speak this time but you wanted to hit let me get let me give you silence for 10 seconds to jump in and say what you want and that's that nobody can say y'all didn't let me talk i I want to say I love Michael Jackson since I was a little little girl. I loved him. So if you didn't say it, you got to say it next time. But we'll have another one of these. Appreciate y'all showing up. Thank you, everyone, for their commentary, their intake, their perspective. We appreciate you. We love you, MJ fam. Use a 1.5 parting words. Uh, you know, uh, we going to LA. Don't meet us there. Beat us there. Uh, we appreciate everybody coming out to our live, and we hope to see you all on the next live pod. Very well said. User one point five. I am user two. Signing off. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Black Jackson Estate. Please remember, if you're on the live with us, please pull your phone out right now. Type this in: www dot paypal dot me forward slash black jack estate and give what you can when you can and if you want to hit us on cash app it's blk jack estate listen every dollar every dime helps us to continue to bring us bring y'all uh, it helps us continue to bring y'all this stellar content follow us on social media BLK Jack Estate on Twitter and Instagram. We love you. We see you, Michael. Thank you so much for inspiring us to talk about you and lift up your legacy. Okay. We love you, Michael. We love you today and forever. And that's that. And that's that. Long live the king. Y'all enjoy the rest of your day. Be safe. Wash your hands. Use your hand sanitizer. We'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.
done What about all the peace that you pledged your only son What about flowering fields Is there a time What about all the dreams that you said was yours and mine Did you ever stop to notice all the children dead from war did you ever not to notice this crying earth as we make sure Now I don't 